which means? Sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. It's July 15th, 2018. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, yeah, with Raj Geary, Mr. Matt Morgan is coming along shortly. And we're going to talk about Extreme Rules. Big day in the WWE. Uh, kind of related to the pay-per-view, but more related to the news around it. Hulk Hogan was reinstated to the Hall of Fame. A lot of people are saying, hey, we didn't even know he was officially suspended. But the WWE is spinning it, positioning it that way in the story. Was he officially suspended, Rush? Uh, they never issued an announcement. They never commented publicly on it. Uh, they just removed him from the Hall of Fame section of their website. But they didn't never say anything more than that. Like, same thing as Jimmy Snuka. You know, when uh, when that case was reopened, the Jimmy Snuka, the murder case uh, against his girlfriend, uh, they took him out of the Hall of Fame section and never put him back on, even after he passed away. I'm pretty sure he's still not there. I can double check. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, they never officially took him out. But I, I think it's their way of just saying that we're working. You know, we kind of have a relationship again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's completely wading back into this, right? I mean, depending on the reaction tonight and tomorrow morning is going to dictate what the next step is. I mean, I think we've said all along a return was inevitable. It's just a question under what terms and how soon. Yeah. And, and yeah, and we'll talk more about it once we get through extreme rules, but yeah, I mean, it's been three years. Um, yeah, apparently they felt like uh, enough time has passed. So weird. I mean, you know, but again, Vince does what Vince does. Well, I was going to say, he haven't really done anything yet. It's just yeah. putting him back in the Hall of Fame when no one knew he was out anyway. But it seems so. weird, though, given what happened with Papa John's this week. It's not like in the three years since that incident. Hey, every everything's cool, guys. All that racial tension. We took care of that. These oh, are better can't times. can't wait till now. racial tension is gone before putting Hulk Hogan back in. No, but you think like, <laughs> you know, you'd wait for a time maybe where things didn't seem kind of, I mean, things seem like they're just getting worse and worse and worse. And, you know, maybe there never will be a perfect time, to your point. But... You know, you see that and you kind of go, huh? And I was going to say, Vince might be unaware, uh, but he did with uh, Enzo, specifically reference to Enzo, the Me Too movement, as part of the optics reason they had to get rid of him. So Vince is very aware of what's going on in this country. I just don't think he gives a shit. Well, I don't think he, what what Hogan did, he said some stupid things. And, uh, Absolutely. So, again, I just don't, uh, I mean, how long do you wait? What, what's the point? Um so I don't know. I'm not saying they should bring it because at the same time, what are you going to do with them? He's not going to wrestle. Um, just, I can't see like a Susan G. Komen wanting him out there you know, <laughs> doing their stuff like he did before. Right. So I don't know. But if he's going to help out, if he does public appearances and talks about his mistakes and stuff like that, who knows? Um it didn't seem like a life sentence, like that should have been a life sentence. But well, I, I, I'm not saying that it is. I mean, just so everybody understands my perspective, I'm sure we'll get into it more in Matt's here later. But the point is, is it's what has happened since. So the word broke. What was it? PW Insider that had the notes from his backstage locker room talk. Yeah, and again, let's let's get into yeah, extreme we'll rules, and 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 then once Matt's on, we can. Talk oh, about we have to talk about extreme rules. The pay per view that I think we can all agree existed tonight. It was there. It was there. It happened. Couple of title changes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. 
Um, yeah, man. I mean, so we had the, the, uh, God, let me open up the results. We got here. destroyed on our Twitter poll. Um, I mean, it was tough to watch, man. And, and again, okay. So forget everything else, um, about the Hogan controversy. They, this announcement happens right before the show. So what's everybody talking about online? How many people Raj, I mean, fess up to this. Did you watch with the same intent you would, if there wasn't a big breaking news story like that earlier in the day to be discussed online and be talking about, I mean, they, they distracted from their own pay-per-view by uh, breaking this news this afternoon. I don't know. I, I don't think that mattered. I think the crowd, I think the crowd kind of hurt this pay-per-view a lot. Hmm. Um, they just, yeah. Um, you know, it's one thing, you know, they're pretty quiet during the Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley match until the end, but then they were quiet for AJ, uh, you know, some light Rusev day chance, but it didn't feel like a big match at all. It didn't feel like a, a WWE championship match. And then Rollins and Ziggler, they didn't they did not care at all they were just doing the countdown every time the clock would you know go from seven to zero every time it was funny like the first couple times they did it but they did it every freaking time and it got annoying as hell and so that was more distracting than any announcements or anything earlier in the day well i think part of it is that people talk themselves into this idea of like oh something's gonna happen like you were saying people are thinking oh ambrose is gonna come back at the end of this some people are saying jason jordan's gonna come back some people are saying hogan's gonna run out there and then none of that happens and then you're like oh that was it okay that sucked and yeah, that's people you know raising their own expectations hogan actually left during the show um earlier on the show so which is funny because in the wwe that's a big no-no in and of itself you stay till the end and you shake everyone's hand before yeah, you leave the building I, I don't think hogan has to do that yeah so some people never change uh no uh anyhow sin cara versus andrade cn almas i looked up ray mysterio's schedule this weekend because i was hoping no, something ray, was coming you heard, you heard that ray's wrestling for new japan again right uh i did i heard he wanted to do all in no, he's uh he was announced for the uh, here. Let's see when it is. Uh, he is announced for the August twelfth G one climax final show. Well, there you have it. Um, yeah. So Andrade versus Sin Cara. Uh, I thought this was a pretty solid match. Um, curious how they're going to continue this from there because I feel like almost has to graduate to something above this at this point. Maybe uh shinsuke maybe jeff hardy i mean something yeah i i mean that's a pretty big jump up from sincara but yeah they gotta they gotta give him more to do uh he just feels like he's treading water right now yeah yeah um i thought the match was good hammerlock ddt is how he won it uh Man, I want I want to see more for him. We were talking about this on Wednesday. I think Ray would be the perfect feud for him, but that is nowhere near happening uh, in the coming months. So they got to give him something good between now and then. Yeah. Uh, and then we followed that with the tables match: Sanity versus the New Day. Sanity picking up a win there. How, how do you think this is going, Sanity on the main roster? I think it's kind of flopping, to tell you the truth. Part of that is them beating them so often. They didn't tonight. Um, you know, Eric Young got pinned on SmackDown, so he got the pin here. Um, I thought this match was good. Um, I thought it was a fun pre-show match. Um, it was more extreme than most of this stuff on the show. Um, so I, I thought it was good, but yeah, I don't, I'm not. It, it's the future's not really looking bright for Sanity. Did you hear on the pre-show when they kept hyping up the Roman versus Bobby match and they were saying, we talked to every, every superstar backstage and they said their eyes are going to be glued to Roman versus Bobby. 
And they did also say that they were not going to be able to look away from the SmackDown match, AJ versus Rusev. <laughs> but it was weird how they like hyped that up and then the SmackDown stuff was like, oh yeah, and that's happening too. It's so weird um, how they treat the SmackDown world title matches. Why, why did they not have that match go on last tonight? There was no reason not to. They had a crappy finish with the, the Rollins-Ziggler match. So yeah. there's no reason the AJ match shouldn't have gone on last. Yeah, I thought that was a really hot match too. It actually had me believing uh, Rusev could pull off a win for a little bit there. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I knew AJ was winning. Well, I mean, if Rusev was going to win, they, they wouldn't have had it that early. You know, they would have had that probably go on last. Do you believe in anything anymore, Raj? Is there any suspension of disbelief? Uh, I, I can't remember the last time I was surprised. <laughs> you go to the movies, you tell yourself, that's just Dwayne Johnson in front of a green screen. He was never in danger. Yeah. Well, no. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Man, it was, uh, yeah, I wanted more surprises tonight. I feel like, how how do they keep us interested? How do they keep us invested? They don't really do surprises at pay-per-views that often. Usually it's the the Raw the night after. Even now, they, they load up all the surprises after Mania, and then you don't really get any for a long time. Um, it's just not, I mean, Ambrose got injured. He had surgery in, what, December, right? And that was nine yeah. months, they were saying. So he's still got a couple months to go. I don't um, believe them on timelines for return. I think they purposefully lied to give us a surprise return. I, I could see them back before that. So. You know what it's like? You know what it's like? You know, it's like the airlines nowadays. They all care about their on-time record so much that they pad the flight and you always get there early. You're like, oh, hey, I arrived half an hour before time. It's because they always tell you longer. That way they look really good when you show up, you know, early at the gate. I feel with the WWE and injuries, it's the exact same thing. Could be. I, I mean, I could see Ambrose back by SummerSlam. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and I feel like tonight, see, the thing, there were some some good good points tonight, and it's just uh, unfortunate that it gets lost. Yeah. In I mean, Rollins versus points. Ziggler, I thought they worked a hell of a match. You yeah. know, like if if you substituted different crowd noise, I think it, it would have been great. But the crowd heard it uh, completely, which is surprising to me with Seth because Seth is so over right now and so on fire with the fans. I was surprised that the fans just completely checked out of that match. That should that should be like a video feature on Wrestling Inc. Like we're gonna show you scenes Re from the same match, but we edited it with crowd. different crowd. <laughs> yeah, different yeah. crowd. You know, dead versus dead crowd. Take like an all-time classic match and put in like a dead crowd on it, and see like see it just doesn't work. Yeah, this yeah. You do Rock versus Hogan with this crowd. Oh God, anything with this <laughs> crowd, right? I mean, it would have been you know Nakamura versus Zayn. That debut would have been dead with this crowd. Um, yeah, oh, man. Uh. Raw tag team title match. Okay, so this was a bit of a high point. The B team winning the tag titles over Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. It is what it is. I I can't take the B team that seriously. Um, I think the tag team titles are, are completely completely pointless right now. They have they don't have much value. Um, it, 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 the Raw tag division is just crap right now, and I think this uh, this kind of proves it. I mean, yeah. look, Curtis and Bo are a, you know they're a comedy act. And anytime you put a comedy act in a, on a title, it, it really doesn't do much for it. Were you disappointed backstage afterwards that when uh, Bo and Curtis were giving Roman that pep talk there, that it sounded like mo one for a moment that uh, Bo was about to say, you've got to, but like, it sounded like he was going to say, you've got to believe rather than beat Bobby. I was very disappointed that it was beat Bobby. Know, they not they dropped the believe stuff a while ago. I think it's time to bring it back. Mr. Matt Morgan, how are you awake still after tonight's pay-per-view? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my brother's birthday, so uh, we uh, watched it at the house. How how you how you feeling about tonight? 
I love. There were some really good wrestling matches. You know, AJ Rusev, I liked. Um, obviously, the that that uh, Iron Man match, I liked. I just, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't. On paper, I guess I would have put that last, but and they were right to put it last because Bobby's reaction wasn't what I would have expected it to be. Um, you know, him versus Roman, especially him going over Roman. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I liked it. Short. Hmm. Yeah. Short. I mean, Did you watch the pre-show? No. Oh, <laughs> so you only got 10 matches instead of 12. Yeah, because four and a half hours if you watch the pre-show. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about the kickoff <laughs> match, the B-team going over uh, the Deleter of Worlds. I did see that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, no, no that was the kickoff of the, the main card. So, What were your thoughts on that, Matt? The tag titles, no offense, don't mean anything. <laughs> right? This division doesn't mean anything. So you know what? Why it doesn't mean anything? Good for those two. For, for I guess trying to do the most they could with a opportunity right yeah that's pretty much exactly what i said um except i don't think they do anything to help the division by them winning the tag titles but they are entertaining the fans are into them you know it's just, i guess it's just in a holding pattern until you get some real tag teams in there that yeah that people buy as like legit as opposed to comedy it's true yeah um, so yeah, they got it. We'll see if something maybe happens with AOP or uh, people speculate maybe there'll be a rematch at the Hardy compound. But uh, with the B team involved, I expect that to be campy as hell. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that just entered my head. Yeah, and before I could say that, I was like, oh, but, 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird, right? Because it's not like the compound matches are big, serious affairs, anyhow. No, you're right, Glenn. You're absolutely right. It doesn't fit even that odd context those two don't fit that context yeah so we'll see tomorrow night and get direction on where that's gonna go um kurt angle backstage talking about brock lesnar saying that he's open talks with paul Heyman about lesnar's next title defense and that lesnar's not interested in fighting anymore so tomorrow night they've got to show up on raw and agree on terms for lesnar's next match or lesnar's going to be stripped of his title i assume that means at least Heyman is showing up tomorrow night on monday night raw could be. Um, Brock is scheduled to wrestle at SummerSlam. That's presumably his last match. So um, I don't know. I mean, I guess Lashley won tonight. Do they go with Brock versus Lashley? Or do they do something where Roman w- wins something on Raw that sets up, you know, they, they, with the winner getting the title shot? Then Roman beats Brock. And then you got, you know, Lashley already kind of in there, uh, set up for Reign since he beat him tonight. If they had a little bit more time with Brock, you know what I mean? I, I, I would uh, – Bobby could replace Brock. Yeah. In, in a way, you know what I mean? But that's going to take time. I would have Bobby be the heel. It, it would take time. Yeah. I mean, I had pitched an idea on Twitter where you, you have Bobby destroy Reigns tonight and then destroy Lesnar at SummerSlam, and boom, he's like super over then. You know, yeah. you've got a new monster uh, with Lesnar leaving, especially. And Bobby looks the part. He cannot be a face, though. Right, exactly. He should be a heel. Yeah, he cannot be a face in those circumstances. Um, but, yeah. 
Yeah, so we will know more on the Universal title defense tomorrow night. We had Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Uh, it was interesting in the pre-show, Finn, in an interview, talking about how uh, he very much wants his Universal title shot once again, that that was what he was going to do after tonight. Um, I thought, yeah, I mean, but everyone says that, right? I mean, especially... You should be saying that, but WWE is very... Uh, they're different, you know what I mean? And Impact or TNA, you could... You, everybody would say that, because they should be saying that. But WWE, they're very picky and choosy about that. Gotcha. Who gets to talk about the title? They all should be talking about the title, though. But so I don't know if that's a foreshadowing. I don't know. Maybe a fatal four-way. That would be interesting. For what SummerSlam? Yeah. I think you do a one-on-one. I think that you put way too much equity in Lesnar at this point. That someone's just got to beat him. Yes. I agree. Uh, I mean, I think Roman's going to be in that match if it's going to be Roman and Bobby. It's too late for Roman to get anything out of beating Brock, in my opinion. Yeah. Roman gets the least out of beating Brock at this point. I know, but I'm, I'm guessing that's the way they still go. Yeah, oh, definitely. They're squamming. They're, they are they are ramming that friggin' that, that that square and that circular hole. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, what'd you think of uh, Finn versus Baron tonight, Matt? Surprisingly better than I thought. Baron's getting better. So WWE announced. Did we talk about the backstage segment where Kane was attacked, or how that happened? Oh yet? no, I don't know if that had happened yet. I think uh, if it's in the recap, I'll. It might have so been I'll on the pre-show. Oh, maybe I'll look. Yeah, so they did a, a backstage angle where the Bludgeon Brothers attacked Daniel Bryan and Kane. I think a lot of people were thinking that was going to put Kane out of the match and have a mystery partner. Uh, the Miz was at a charity softball game, so that's why he wasn't on the show tonight. But um, it was done because Kane is really injured; he has a broken ankle. So the WWE statement, uh, wow, that yeah, so he had, he has a broken ankle ankle that he had before the show, and he was seen in the walking boot earlier in the day. So it's a legit injury, so that's why they did the attack, and he hardly worked the match at all. Damn, he's got his selection this November. He better be ready in time. Yeah, gonna have to take a golf cart to go knock on doors. You know, he's done. He won his primary. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got a knock on doors for the general, but he'll win that easy. His county, his county's all Republican running against a Democrat. Yeah. He's running as as Republican. Yeah. Even though he's more. It's Tennessee, man. You know, Al Gore represented them for many years. Like, politics there are actually pretty interesting. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Finn, of course, won with the coup de gras, countered uh, the end of days. I like this tonight. I saw Finn and Corbin wrestle at a couple NXT house shows a few years ago. Um, I don't think they ever did much on TV together outside of maybe the first Dusty tournament. Yeah. Um, so I thought this was this was good tonight. You know, I mean, look, they're making the most of uh, what on paper seems like a lackluster opportunity. I just think Finn really deserves something great. You know, another good run. Um, I think Corbin looks like a goof wrestling in that in in those clothes. Oh yeah, he, he looks does. like a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did good. He did. He did. Uh, he did well tonight. He had a lot of confidence. Excuse me, Baron. But um, you're right. Physic again. You know, I, I hate to keep making it sound all about aesthetics, but it's a big part of it for me. And. You're right. I wouldn't have said waiter. What did I keep telling my wife? He looked like he, uh, like like a uh, oh, what do you call it? A valet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's physically like, imposing, cool but it doesn't look that way when he's wearing that stuff. Right. He's got cool tattoos. 
You know, all he had to do was shave his head. That was all he had to do. Get a little bit better shape. That's easy. That's his extra cardio. Get rid of the, the belly. And he would yeah. have been fine. I don't know, you know. Yeah. I think he needs to change it up. It's like, do you guys ever have the, the friend that gets the one nice outfit and they wear the same thing everywhere? I mean, there's nothing cool about what Corbin's wearing, so it seems weird that he insists upon wearing the same thing all the time. Glenn, all right, real yeah. quick. Folks, this uh, Matt telling Glenn the man up moment has been brought to you by <laughs> um, makers of the best razors on the planet. Um, Glenn, guys, don't call them outfits. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't call them outfits. We call them a shirt, call them a T-shirt, call them jeans, clothes, never outfits. I, I, you never see it on the podcast. I buy sunglasses in bulk from a wholesaler so I can color coordinate my sunglass frames to what I'm wearing. Wow. <laughs> so I've got blue frame sunglasses, red frame sunglasses. Oh, Glenn, we don't call them outfits, dude. Yeah, Guys don't say that. Gotta Check. look sharp, man. <laughs> uh, but no, I think with Baron, though, it's just that same vest. It's just change it up, you know? It's like at least if you're going <laughs> to do it again and again, look cool when you're doing it. But the fact Finn's punking him on it is... Uh, yeah, just because your role, just because you have a role, doesn't mean you have to take that that role to the ring with you. You know, Kurt Angle doesn't wrestle in a suit when he's wrestling, right? Even though yeah. he's GM, um, just still have your regular wrestling gear. That's a good point. Yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't impromptu. You're right. There was no rhyme or reason for him to keep it on. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think at this point it'd be good to show that he can be kind of badass again. Um, yeah, yeah. I was I was actually a little surprised that they beat him. I mean, I guess I had predicted it because Corbin had beaten uh, Finn on TV, but I feel like Corbin could use a little more momentum right now since he's got the new role and everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that, the Bludgeon Brothers beat down Kane. Um, and then we have the SmackDown women's title, Asuka versus Carmella with James Hellsworth dangling in a shark cage above the <laughs> ring. Uh, spoiler alert, he escaped. And Carmella retained. And he got stuck hanging upside down. They did this goofy spot where he's like caught in the cage and Asuka's giving him kicks. This thing was so stupid. It's yeah. Was, and Asuka unfortunately got some honor. You know, she did. She, uh, she was part of this uh, debauchery. Yeah, I was saying, I wrote on Twitter, like, what a... What a career career trajectory she's had over the past four months. How sad it's been, right? Like where she was four months ago and where she is now. Um, and you got Ronda Rousey, the biggest star in your company, uh, and no real interesting feuds for her. That would have been money, her and Asuka. God, yeah, I paid, I paid for that, yeah. Yeah. They just, uh, this is what we're getting instead. Yeah. Yeah, so Carmella won uh, due to interference from Ellsworth, distraction, and uh, <sighs> yeah, it's I, I want to see Carmella do well, but not at the expense of Asuka, right. especially after they built her up for so long. Well, well even, even the Ellsworth stuff, sometimes it, it, it worked well the first round with her. Um, they've got to they've be more creative than that, than to go back to the Ellsworth train again you know what i mean the, the LG, because she's better than that she doesn't need that yeah and i think carmella too she's just so over the top that it's hard to take her seriously and she's you just can't take her as a top the top champion like she's not like a like there. a garage she was there she was she was like walking that fine line of going toward what you're describing versus mm -hmm. what you're now describing she's become yeah Series as you know what I mean? She was right there, and it was, in my opinion, right up until that Charlotte Flair contract signing. 
And yeah. I'd say right around that time, it's been downhill for her. Mm-hmm. Being like, you know, oh, this this is a top main event female act. This is a champ. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, That's I what agree. I'm feeling a little bit. Yeah. She, she just feels like... Um like a, a, a cat yeah what's what's the word like she, like a corn kind of corny character like a little cheesy like no no one believes someone's like that um and hmm. she just keeps going more and more in that direction so yeah i think the ellsworth thing is actually kind of hurting her it is hurting her did we find out i know ellsworth has a podcast now i guess that we're going to talk about it the terms of his deal with the wwe currently did you hear anything about that raj i don't i didn't even ask i don't I mean, um, just curious. Do, yeah. Well, like how much longer, you know, he's going to be there if it's a week to week or if it's uh, um, like a long term thing. But no, I mean, they're really going all in with him. I wouldn't say they're going all in. He's no, but I mean, they're the giving same him, like, role. Yeah. Very prominent, central to storylines, backstage, getting to do that gimmick. I'm saying, like, this isn't, you know. Whenever I, and, you know, I liked his stuff earlier on, but it just feels like been there, done that. Why are we going back to it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this was kind of a surprise. As we predicted on this very podcast, Shinsuke Nakamura is the uni- un- uh, new United States champion in, God, one of the shortest matches in some time against Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he basically ran in, uh, kicked him, kicked Hardy before the bell rang. Uh, the bell rang, and then he just nailed him with a Kinshasa, and boom, that was it. The match was over. Jeff Hardy, he looks like he's just in pain, massive pain. Like he looks like he's just hurting everywhere. So to me, that's what it looked like was that they just kept it short so they could get the title off of him. They're going to give him some time off, but then they announced that they're doing a rematch on SmackDown. So, and it, and they're clearly setting up, you know, they set up a feud with Randy Orton. Um, So yeah, maybe he's not taking any time off and they just did it. They just kept the match short since the show was long anyway. But I was glad to see Shinsuke win this. Me, me, me too. I, I, I would have liked to have seen a nice long match, but then other times it's one of those deals where why can't matches end quickly? Sometimes you know what I mean. Somebody right. gets the f out, like that's it. You know what I mean? It's that's that's what will happen in a real fight. Right. Well, not everything goes exactly 10, 12 minutes. Right. You know. So for that part of it, I liked it, but uh, I, I bet you Jeff's hurt. Yeah. Well, he said he doesn't do the swanton anymore at live events uh, because of his back. Good. Good. Yeah, so he only does it on TV. He, he hurt his finger. He hurt his ankle a while back. Uh, so he's dealing with a lot of different nagging injuries. And here's what happens when you come off of painkillers, guys. Your body, your not just your brain and everything else. Everything re- You have to reteach yourself. Everything relearns itself, if you will. You Your taste gets stronger. Your hearing gets better. Your scent gets stronger. You can smell things like more clearly uh, once you get sober. But more importantly, that pain threshold goes through the freaking roof um, for the first while there once you once you're off of everything. And it takes some time, but you'll build your you'll build it back up again. And I'm hoping that's what that is for for him. But it's a sign that he's sober. Yeah. Have you seen uh, this is a little random, but you'll see where I'm going with this. Have you guys seen Major League Two? Yeah, of course. Yes. So I feel like Jeff Hardy could use a storyline. Remember the guy that was the crazy, wild, uh, you know, Charlie Sheen's character, and then he starts dating that girl who turns him off corporate, and he's no longer oh, the. Oh no, yeah. So if he did that kind of a storyline with Jeff, so he could slow down his story for a while, he turns heel. He's like dating some girl who's making him change his style completely, and uh, he's just working a safe style. 
I think that would work with someone like him. And then eventually when he turns babyface, it'd get a huge, huge pop. I think, uh, I think he could use, uh, you know, toning down his style and, and changing his, his work a little bit. Good analogy. Most people would compare, like, when you're describing what you just said, would, would, would uh, use the uh, the analogy that McFoley did, the character he played in ECW. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But the Major League Two is actually cleaner. That, that would be pretty cool. It's more PG. <laughs> no, it'd be good. You know what I mean? Like, that would be, like, who would be the, you'd have to have a really good female pull this off. Like a Mandy Rose. Oh, yeah, I like that. She's got to be, yeah. That yeah. would be good. I'm being serious. Yeah. They would get so much heat on him. Yeah. And like, he'll get up to go do the swanton. She tells him to come down. He talks, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think it would be money. <clears throat> That's just the key. Vince McMahon needs to watch some better quality films like Major League Two. He watches <laughs> podcasts. We've been throwing these ideas yeah. out every week. Yeah. yeah. But I like that. Jeff Hardy becomes the Rick Vaughn of WWE. Uh, <laughs> that would be good. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, so steel cage match tonight. I really like this. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Um, it's a shame that it happened at this pay-per-view because I think this pay-per-view is going to be largely forgotten and Owens getting tossed off the top of that cage I thought was pretty freaking cool. Oh, wait. We, we totally missed uh, Randy Orton coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming back. Yeah. He, he'd been out for – he had an injury, so he's been gone for a couple months. Um, and then, yeah, he came out at the end of this match after Nakamura won. Nakamura ran outside. It looked like they were building something with Orton and Nakamura. And then he grabbed Hardy and kicked him in the nuts. And um, so, yeah, that's I guess that's your new feud, Orton and Hardy. Orton and Nakamura. No, it, no, it was Orton and Hardy. He kicked he kicked Hardy. Oh, Hardy, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, Orton turned heel. I think heel Randy Orton's the best Randy Orton. So yeah, he just yeah. seems more natural in that. He is, you're right. But um, what was the next match you, you guys were saying? Braun versus KO, the steel cage. You guys didn't like this one? No, I, I loved it. I love this match. This Except was great. For the, I always worry with those, you know, falls off the top of a cage. I think a small slip, you you, you know, that's could be death. You know, I hate it. You know, I didn't like it when Shane did it. I don't like when Owens did it. Um, I liked it when Sean did it because his, the way he did it with Taker in the Hell in the Cell was relatively safe. Um, but these are like, you're putting a lot of trust into, into that throw. And if something goes off a little bit, um, you could, you could, you know, you, you're risking serious injury. Uh, yeah. Kevin has his whole career in front of him still, you know? Yeah. That time to, I mean, he's working against Braun Strowman in a cage match. Like, a lot of time guys might do that because they think they got to do it because there's pressure on them to do something. Um, but they also want, they think it might make it move up a peg, right? The company, right. what they're willing to put their body through, that kind of a thing, right? You'll do anything for the company kind of a thing. And so maybe they'll get a little bit more of a push because of it. A lot of a lot of guys, not all, but they do think that some. So I hope Kevin's not thinking that because the ball's going to come back to Kevin. Yeah. It will always come back to him. He'll always get opportunity, in my opinion, because he's too talented to hold down. Yeah. I mean, I, I had tweeted out that I figured, I mean, before the match started, I said, I figured, I think Owens is going to win this. And I'm guessing they're going to do something where Braun throws Owens out, but you could have him put him through the cage or something, not like a, the giant bump from the top. I just think that's, uh, I mean, they, they obviously gimmicked the table. They were like balloons and stuff. Stone Cold, Raj. What's that? The big show did to Stone Cold. Right. Yes, yes, exactly. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
And at least there were stakes in this match. Uh, Kevin is now going to get his song request played by Shania Twain the next time he sees her in concert. I saw that YouTube clip. That was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I thought this was, this was a really good match. Like, I mean, this could have gone last. Um, yeah. I it think could. that uh, in a pay-per-view that definitely ebbed and flowed, <laughs> I think this was a real, real high point. Um, really enjoyed it. And uh, this storyline, you know, I don't feel like it's really gotten up and running with him and Braun, but I feel that it's been solid, but not the peak for either of them. Well, Owens is the heel, and he never got anything on Braun, right? Yeah. Like, Braun just kicks the crap out of him every week and every chases time. him around. Yeah, so it's like for a storyline to work, you kind of need the heat, need the heel to get something on the baby face at least once. Well, never, never did. Yeah, bronze never. But you know what? Let me ask you a question. Do you, it's so difficult for a baby face to truly get over. They say he's got to find a way to connect with the crowd to when it's time to have them have sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. Right? Kevin Owens with an Uzi is about the only thing that people are really going to look at. Okay, I feel bad for Strowman about what, 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 what's to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other than that, I don't see how you get sympathy on him versus someone who is so much smaller than him, physically speaking. So I don't know if they just forego. It just feels like they're foregoing, even attempting to get Strowman in situations where you develop sympathy for him. Yeah. And just be that badass baby face that just is always in fifth gear and killing people and then – I don't know, but eventually yeah. there's itself thin, though. Eventually, yeah. And I, I mean, you look at the build in this feud. You would, if you wrote it down, you would think that Owens was the babyface and Strowman yes. was the heel. Hundred percent. And even like here, Strowman came across like a total asshole. And, and uh, My yeah, I mean, it's you, for Owens. They didn't know any better, right? So right. like, then they they wanted Kevin to win because they didn't. I didn't tell them who was who. Right. Yeah. But yeah, um, Owens getting the win. Uh, yeah, I like Strowman that. Strowman throws him from the top of the cage, so Owens got the win that way. Uh, Owens is the first person to beat Strowman in a one-on-one match since I think. Uh, <laughs> I ask you that. Yeah, I think since Roman Reigns did, like when they were having their feud, like yeah. like last February, so over like, a year ago, like a year and a half. Hitman's, uh time around that time. What's that? When he hit him with the ambulance around that time. Oh no, I take that back. Brock Brock beat uh, Strowman last. Oh yeah, that sucked. Uh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, before that, it was uh, before the ambulance thing, but uh, it was before last year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, after that, Smack t- uh, SmackDown tag team title match, Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Daniel Bryan, uh, one on two against the Bludgeon Brothers before Kane came out at the end there. Um, what'd you think of this match, Matt? Good storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good story job storytelling, but uh, I don't know. I'm just, I just think so much more Daniel Bryan. I don't know. I just think he, like, what are they doing? Like, they just got handed freaking Derek Jeter back again, like maybe a year past his prime. You know what I mean? On a golden platter. And they bat him, and they bat him ninth, they bat him eighth, bat him seventh. No, you bat that cat second and third. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like, what are they doing with him? You put Daniel Bryan back in the main event picture. Well, his contract is coming up soon, and he has not yet resigned. At he least that was no reason not to piss him off. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? After that Braun Kevin Owens match, I felt like the crowd was never really into the show again. Um, I felt like they're mostly quiet for this match. This was I, I had tweeted out uh, until Kane Kane came out. This was the 
the quietest I've heard a crowd for a Daniel Bryan match since I can remember. It was a weird crowd. They were weird. Yeah, they kind of sucked. Um, kind of did. There were no Amy and the Iron Man match later on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, huge. And, yeah, I mean, once Kane came, then Daniel Bryan started his comeback. Um, obviously, Kane, very limited. So he has a real broken ankle. Um, so, But I was still surprised that they pinned Daniel Bryan as opposed to Kane. I felt like they could have done something to Since Kane's going to be gone anyway, why not have him take the pin? Yeah. Yeah. It made no sense. Yeah. So, Legend Brothers pretty much pinning Daniel Bryan. It was pretty much clean. Yeah. It was. I mean, what what the hell? <laughs> I mean, seriously, if someone were to say, hey, a year a year ago, hey, Daniel Bryan's coming back. Right. Yeah, right. Sure he is. And then you saw my reaction, how excited I was when he knew he was broke, right? I was stoked. Man. If you were to tell me he's going to be losing to the Bludgeon Brothers, or these two guys tagging together, and they call the Bludgeon Brothers, and they're going to lose. He's going to lose. I'd be like, you're freaking nuts. No way. No way would they do that to Daniel. <laughs> they just got gifted this WrestleMania main eventer. Right. You know what I mean, no, they wouldn't do that. You know? <laughs> it's crazy to think Daniel Bryan came back just four months ago. Like, that seems like he has just, they have cooled him off so much in those four months. Like, it went from being this huge story, biggest story in, in, in wrestling to an afterthought. Dude, the big cast, the big, immediately, when those two intersected backstage, I go, okay, they're just letting, he's just getting a rub from bumping into Danny Bryan. Daniel Bryan's never going to wrestle him. We don't care to see that. They know better. And then they made an angle. And I was like, oh, what are they, that's when it started. Yeah. Because they did do some cool things with AJ and him. You know what I mean? A couple of uh, like, like crossover moments. There. Right. They, they did some teasing, but. Like Batman, you know what I mean? And like Superman crossover in the middle of an episode or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. So uh, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. The match we all thought was going to go last went on uh, near the middle of the show. It might as well have with this crowd. Yeah. yeah. They, were quiet, they were quiet for the rest of the show. So why not? If Bobby did not hit that finish, the, the, the spear, how he did out of left field, kind of, you know what I mean? That would not have gotten the reaction. It wouldn't have gotten a very positive, like, super-duper loud reaction. That got a surprise pop. Yeah, the crowd came back. The crowd got into it at the very end. Yeah, because but it was such a shock. Was, that dude, he climbed the top rope, Glenn. He was climbing the top mm -hmm. rope and begging for the fans. They did not say anything to him. They just sat on their hands. Yeah, they didn't react to Lashley the whole yeah. match. And it's funny because I felt like Lashley had been kind of turning a page with this feud with Roman. Like the fans have been starting to get more and more uh, vocal. Yeah. They're caring more. And, but this crowd was, I mean, and again, I don't know if it's necessarily Lashley or just this crowd. Hey, um, what about this? And then once he climbed the top, Roman Reigns climbed, um, hits him with whatever. Uh, Superman punches him off the top. Bobby bumps in the ring. And then Roman's looking down on him. It's my dog. Like talking all this smack to him. Like a heel. Yeah. Like a heel. My family's going like, what a dick. <laughs> Do you see that that one bump that Lashley took outside the ring over the top rope, like pretty much landing on his back? Yeah. Like... Dude, his, 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 his body's insane. His, 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 his muscles, his muscles at his age, isn't, like at anybody's age. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a natural athlete. He really is. He always has been. And I have to say, after seeing this match, I was wrong. I was critical of this before, and I feel the need to apologize. I fully understand tonight why Bobby Lashley needs to wear a headband to the ring. Oh my God, does that man sweat? It's like he was drenched when he got up on the rope. There, you could just see it. 
stripping down his head. It distracted me for the entire second half of the match. <laughs> but it makes him look even more jacked when he's all sweaty, you know, when he's all sweaty. But it does. Uh, you know what? I thought the, the crowd sucked in this match. Um, they were quiet. I don't, I don't know if that's just a, a thing happening now with Roman matches where they've stopped booing and now they're just going to be quiet, hoping that, like, that they, like pretty much for pay-per-views because they don't necessarily do it at Raw. But pay-per-views, it's like this quiet indifference and then they just chant random things. Yeah, I know there was definitely an indifference in this match. Yeah. You know, baby, there's baby face, that's going to happen, right? But this is different. This, that's not what this was tonight. You're yeah. right. Or something else. But we talked about surprise. I think that's why the crowd perked up. I mean, when Lashley won, right? It's like no one thought that was a finish out of nowhere. Yeah. Annoyed. Oh, great. Golden Boy's about to go over again. Here comes this. Oh, shit. Bobby caught him. One, two, three. Like that guy, that was a great whoever thought that up was very intelligent to do so. Whatever agent came up with that because that did get an automatic pop. And no offense to Bobby, but that could have been the, bop, the popcorn vendor that hit that spear in that moment that would have gotten a similar, what I call, um, surprise pop, a surprise finish pop. Yeah. But, it, you know, I thought the match itself, like, again, if you dubbed in different crowd noise, I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what yeah. else do they want? Yeah. I mean, it was really physical. They're, you know, they're working their asses off in this. Roman's good, man. I don't know. Like, he's good. Yeah. But it's, it's the stuff, like you said, Matt, with the My Yard crapper on commentary, Corey, like, Roman just needs to prove that this is his yard, you know? Like, stop hitting those corny-ass talking points. <laughs> yeah. Roman, whenever they decide to do it, Roman's going to be a hell of a heel, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wish they'd let him, you know, just go free, you know? To, you know, let the let the reigns loose, I guess, as far you know, yeah. That's good. That should be your sign the next time you go to Raw. Right? That's a good tagline, man. That's a good t-shirt. That's a good everything right there. I like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, Lashley hit the spear out of nowhere, covered Roman for the win. And then we got the Extreme Rules match with Ronda Rousey sitting ringside for Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Natalia was out there in uh, Nia's corner, and we had Mickey James in Alexa's corner. And they kept making a big deal. First women's extreme rules match. Um, there were chairs. There were kendo sticks. There were trash cans. Uh, Ronda Rousey, of course, jumped the barricade and got involved at one point. Matt, how do you think this fared? I was entertained. I liked it. I, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it was there. You know what I mean? I didn't hate it. In the last match, I hate to go back, guys. I apologize. No, 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 it's it cool. The crap out of me that Michael Cole was like, "Yeah, I was on WWE. Uh, I was on uh, what is it called? The WWE app." And I went back in time and uh, I found this match where Bobby Lashley wrestled against Vince McMahon at an ECW one night stand. And I was like, "He beat him," you know. And he's like, "I'm like, Ooh, are you talking <laughs> about this guy like he's like he wrestled in the '80s or something? Like you don't know who he was." And plus, act like it's a, Idiot. it's an impressive thing for him to beat Vince McMahon. <laughs> you know, like you look at him now, it, it shouldn't be uh, a big physical feat for him to it beat up. You know, a beat horrible Vince. job of talking about this dude who should have the, some of the sickest video packages of of picking up Big Show, throwing him through cages, doing some insane things yeah. from when he was here before, and they just don't do it at all. They act like it was me if I came back. Do you know what I mean? Like, isn't this the guy that had black hair and stuttered for like two minutes? Uh, yeah, like they totally downplay it. Yeah, I don't get and it. 
Corey would be like, he's had speech therapy, Michael. Sorry, guys, I'm slowing down the show. Sorry. No, it's fine, man. I mean, look, I thought this match, it was funny to see everyone live saying, I mean, you could kind of see there were some sloppy parts in the match. Yeah. Um, I think part of it was just that you've got Alexa Bliss. I mean, God bless her, but when she's picking up the chair or the trash can, I mean, she's a small woman. It yeah. looks, I don't expect her to have precision and grace in handling objects that are as large as she is. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. Kind of like a cabbage patch doll attacked somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's, it just, it looked very. She looks very diminutive, like picking up a garbage can. I don't, yeah, that was a good call. And I think just again having Rhonda, just put in this feud where you could have any woman in the world in that feud. Uh, you know, like it's it's nothing special. It's not a larger than life feud. She's just kind of, it's kind of there. I'm assuming they're building to Rousey and Nia versus uh, Alexa and Mickey probably at SummerSlam. Um, what, what about that? I don't think they're doing anything with her yet. Maybe they're holding off for, you know, that for later. Yeah. Which is a shame. I think Natalia looks fantastic. I love yeah. her new hairstyle. It makes her look younger. I think she's always looked more mature than her age. And now they're not giving her anything. Well, she, I think Rousey probably needs a little more work too before, yeah. you know, I, th- I feel like you could do a, a, a long match with them once she's ready. And I don't think she's ready for a long match yet. Did you catch her on YouTube, her house show match versus Naya? No, uh, no. Rousey? Mm-hmm. She, I, I didn't watch it. She looked good. Yeah. She sold and she looked believable. She hit that damn, you know, when you take her and you throw her on the shoulder first into the pole from, from inside the ring, she took that like a million bucks. She she worked her tail off. I think it yeah. was at MSG. Um, it, was, it, was a, it, was, it was a bigger arena. I know that. Yeah, it was MSG. Yeah, yeah. It was a big timer. Yeah. And it was a good match. Like, yeah. she she's really good. Yeah, yeah. No, she is improving tremendously, and her match with Nia last month, you know, last month was great uh, for you know how how little time she's had in the ring. I think they booked it weird. I feel like she should be booked as the baddest woman on the planet. Then you don't have her getting beat for eighty percent of the match, but uh, she's improved uh, tremendously. I, th- you know, I think she's uh, she's doing a hell of a job. I just think she needs big. She she should be putting these bigger storylines, not just the run of the mill stuff that you could put anyone else in. Good point. Um, so Alexa won that with the DDT pin Naya, and then yeah, afterwards Rhonda stood in the ring, looked uh, angry, continuing that feud. Rusev versus AJ Styles. Um, Aiden English. These intros keep getting longer and longer and longer. Uh, but yeah, Rusev definitely got a pop, and uh, him and AJ. I really enjoyed this match. Um, Matt, to live up to your expectations. Okay, Rusev should have been in the damn match with somehow tagging with Kane versus uh, old boys, we call the... Uh, Legend Brothers. Legend Brothers. And Daniel Bryan should have been wrestling AJ Styles. Like, yeah. why am I the only one who's not bitching about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I was kind of surprised about was how little reaction AJ got from this crowd. Like, during the match, there were some Rusev Day chants and stuff like that, but AJ really got, like, nothing. Look what they're doing. He's a champion. Look who he's, he's, I mean, I like Rusev. I like him getting opportunities. But come on. He ain't beating AJ Styles for the title. No one's believing that. <laughs> I, do, I don't get why your champion gets treated like this. Yeah. And why didn't this match go on last? Yeah. Importantly, why is he wrestling Rusev? Why is he not, again, who have Daniel Bryan on the same roster? You may <laughs> not get him back. He may go somewhere else. Yeah. Why are you not milking it, uh, getting your AJ match out of this? Their angle. AJ, yeah. 
yeah, just in case he doesn't resign, that seems like that's one you should you should do as soon as you can. You know, September first is not far away. It's a you month have, and a half. And I'm not against Team Hell No because I love Kane, love him to yeah. death, one of my favorite big men. But like, do you remember Team Hell No versus uh, the Shield? Oh my God, yeah. those matches were insane. They, I believe they had Ryback as their third for the six man tag, mm-hmm. and it was still money. So like. I'm not shitting on Team Hell now. I'm just saying, no offense to Bludgeon Brothers. I, yeah. I just don't think that Daniel Bryan's better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying this since the, since Daniel Bryan came back, since the night after WrestleMania, where it's like they should keep it a big deal. They should keep his first singles match a big deal. They, sh- you know, they should keep his just keep him a big deal as opposed to just another guy, you know, on the roster. And that's Maybe. what they turned him into. The minute he wrestled Big Cass, I'm telling you, it killed it. Yeah. yeah. His last match with Big Cass, I thought was pretty good. But unfortunately, we had to sit through, what, Not two kind of... It's the, where they are. Yeah. Daniel Bryan had the Superdome lit on fire. Yeah. He's a WrestleMania man of honor. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. So, of course, AJ hit the phenomenal forearm to pin Rusev... Uh, hit that, then pin Rusev... Um, after great job of getting Rusev over in this match, by the way. Yeah, I yeah. thought they both looked great. Um, they tinted at some tension between uh Rusev and Aiden. I mean, maybe they're gonna finally go forward with that if they don't have anything else for him, but we will know more on Tuesday. The <clears throat> main event of the show, the 30 minute Iron Man match for the Intercontinental Championship, Dolph Ziggler defending against Seth Rollins. Uh, Drew McIntyre was out there for a bit. And, uh, man, Rollins had that 3-0 lead uh, that he blew. Dolph came back to get to four. Well, Drew beat the hell out of Rollins after, which caused um, Dolph to win that third. I mean, uh, Rollins to win that third fall by DQ because Drew Mm, kicked the crap out of him. But that allowed Dolph to kind of get the next two falls really quickly. So I I liked how that was done. I thought that was really cool. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Dude. How about this? Dolph closed, you know, main event at a pay-per-view again. Yeah. yeah who would have thought? You know what I mean? Well, you never, I mean, we, we, I swore it off that the fans wouldn't buy into that again because they've hurt him so much. Not because of him, but because of how he's been written for. But uh, he is so goddamn good in that ring. His timing is, is just incredibly good, you guys. And I love this match. I love this match. I didn't like the finish, obviously. Uh, the very finish, finish, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I, think, I felt like that left kind of a bad taste. That it was a little flat because of that. But but what do you do? do you know, what you, I mean? you don't put this match on last. I feel like yeah, it is what you do. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I th- I love this match. I thought it was really good. Uh, but then the stupid ass crowd with their buzzer chant every every minute they were doing it. What do they think was going to happen? They like, thought Ambrose or Jordan was going to run out or Hogan or no, something. No, no, they were just amusing themselves by doing that Royal Rumble countdown. Countdown crap. Like, like, what do they? Okay, I play basketball. Like, like, so, like, what do they think was going to happen? Like, the guy's going to like, oh shit, I'm not paying attention to the shot clock. Uh, the, the the crowd's counting three, two, one. I'm gonna jack it up from half court. Like, <laughs> shot clock. Like, what do they think was going to happen? That Dolph was going to like rush his into the finishing sequence? Like, it, it was so stupid. Yeah, they were just doing the Royal Rumble thing, uh, you know, and they were even doing that. But they did that every minute. Like, I thought it was funny the first couple of times. Then I'm like, all right, this is getting really annoying. And by the end, I was like, I'm going to watch this on mute. <laughs> well, I probably should have done that. Yeah. 
there yeah. it was brutal it ruined it like it was hard to get into it it was hard to take the match seriously because the crowd is just entertaining themselves and it's seth you know he's i, I was surprised that uh who's been the hottest baby face and for them to just and, not care for comparatively for though raj this is important comparatively to all the other faces once the crowd died tonight after the Strowman uh, uh owens cage match yeah um I still felt as a baby face, he was the most that the fans cared about him the most. They still were doing the burn it down chance. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. I, I agree with that. But um, and he put them through the longest match to watch on top of it, which is hard to keep people invested in. And I don't know what else they wanted because those guys were that match was flawless. It was really flawless. good. Yeah. Yeah, they took the clock down at one point and then they started chanting, Where's the clock? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, they should have just taken the clock off the screen and just yeah. had it on where people on TV could see it. The boys need to see that, though. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been funny. Think they did that to the mess with the crowd real quick? What, the, when they moved it? When they took it off? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they were doing it so they'd shut up and hoping, hoping that they wouldn't come back and start doing it again. But <laughs> Anyway. So they tied it 4-4. Seth was going to win, uh, but did the pin late before the buzzer stopped. Kurt Angle put it into sudden death overtime. Drew came out, distracted Seth, and then Dolph hit the zigzag to get, I mean, a very quick win. Yeah, they're very anticlimactic because they were, yeah, they were tied. Uh, and they did the whole Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, where Bret Hart leaves, is walking to the back. And then instead of Gorilla Monsoon coming out to tell him that, the or Roddy Piper, was it Piper or Gorilla? I'm a gorilla. It was gorilla, yeah. Instead of that, they had Kurt Angle come out, restarting the match, and then just drew punks out, uh, Rollins, and Ziggler gets the pit. So it's kind of like, I don't know, what was the point? <clears throat> yeah. So an interesting pay-per-view. Uh, I don't know, online it seemed like a lot of people didn't like this. For me, I felt like the Hogan News really overshadowed. I was paying more attention to that than... Uh, what did I miss in the Hogan news? Oh, he's back in the Hall of Fame. Apparently, he was suspended from the Hall of Fame, and they reinstated him. But he was backstage. He talked to the locker room. Apparently, they were shooting something um, that they're going to use you know, for a network documentary. So this is the opening salvo into Hulk's return to the WWE. His climb back, eating humble pie, and saying where he went wrong, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. So they, they taped all that. Yeah, so he yeah, he flew out for this pay-per-view. He was backstage, obviously never shown on camera, but they did on the pre-show. Charlie Caruso did mention that Hogan was backstage and he was mingling with the the talent. So they you know, he's no longer uh, uh persona non grata. Persona non grata, exactly. Um well duh, like come on. We knew this was whether we think it's right or wrong is irrelevant. You knew he's wrestling. You know what I mean? He just is. He's synonymous with wrestling. And it was just a matter of time before he gets back in or gets at least brought in, whether he's in the Hall of Fame, at least brought back to WWE for appearance here or there. Yeah. Or yeah. Back. I mean, he's, you know, he's the biggest biggest wrestling star, arguably, of all time. I mean, you could, uh, The Rock is a bigger star overall, but he's more because of the movies. He was uh, obviously a huge wrestling star, for sure, but I think just with wrestling, uh, Hogan was the biggest. I agree. I, I, uh, so, yes. Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, you know, wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people, a lot of mixed stuff. Uh, I know our comment section was getting out of hand. Uh, the Hulk? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people feel like he shouldn't be brought back. 
everybody has you know the right to that opinion that yeah. there, there's there's i see it i get it, it makes sense yeah you know well, and that's what I think they're we're doing tonight. Is I think they're testing the waters based on the reaction tonight and tomorrow morning to this. Will determine their next move in uh, this rollout and how much they do. Versus yeah, squeaking they could just squeak them back in the Hall of Fame and we never hear from it again. Versus what you're saying and make him a little bit more of an ambassador and out there a little bit. They should do. Is in my opinion, honestly, I always say make an example of it. Yeah. You know? Especially if you feel, if you genuinely are sorry about something and you're a super over, like, over is not even the right word to use with Hulk Hogan. Legendary status, super, as, as influential as influential can be, okay? Most recognizable, one of the most recognizable people on the planet. You, can you imagine the impact you would have if he's authentic about it now? Walk, talking to, to, to different groups about this why this isn't okay do you know what i mean because it it's not i agree with that i mean i've been very critical of, of him and his words and i definitely see that criticism echoed again and again what i was disheartened by and again we don't have the full details but i think pw insider had the word from backstage him talking and basically the gist of it was that he said people have cell phones everywhere watch what you say as opposed to a more I think but again, he apologized that's not complete. too. I think he, he did apologize too. to the company and to uh, the people in the locker room. I would have reversed it around. I would have, you know, yeah. apologized for saying what I said and why it's wrong, which we all know why it's wrong. Yeah. Um, but then about that's a good point though about how everybody has cell phones and you need to be careful because if it's not this, it, it could be anything. I mean, you, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you never so, take that shield. You never take that defensive wall down uh, if you're on TV like that. Just yeah. Kid. Yeah. Uh, so it, it said he spent a long time at PW Insider. They said he spent a long time apologizing for what he said and for hurting others and embarrassing the company. Uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, then he, you know, reminded everyone always to think about what they're saying. You know, in today's day and age, there are cameras there, which is true. Um, and they said that Hogan got a big reaction from the talent and. Uh, I'm speaking so, to kids though, Rod. Be like, like, like high school age kids, yeah. middle school age kids, especially now the way our country is so divided. Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying racially it's divided; it's it's divided politically, unfortunately, as most as it's ever been. But like now is a time yeah. where you take those kids at that at that age, at that middle school age, at that high school age, where they try to talk tough in a locker room. And what I mean by that, they, they they'll start dropping f bombs out of nowhere because they think it's cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they talk all tough. And I, I've seen people would slide that N word in every once in a while. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It's funny you mentioned that, Matt, because I think in all along, every time this comes up, what you're saying is kind of the, I mean, that's kind of what I've been, I think has been lacking. I know he gave the speech at Boys and Girls Club, but there's a lot of people out there. I mean, look, racism, yes, there's sort of free range racism people just form that but most of the time it's passed down from generation to generation and environment to environment and yeah. i think if hogan went to some predominantly white areas and talked to people and said look it's yes. a big world out there bigger than your bubble and you have to understand we're all human beings that are worthy of respect and compassion i mean just even to break that down i think that would go a much longer way than anything he said about this so far and i would have an african-american be there i really would and i'd, and I'd have him explain what this makes him feel or yeah or feel so people understand the, the the risk of it you're not using because 
I don't know about you guys, but growing up in the playground, you say people would every once in a while, white kids would say that word, but they would use it in it would, it would never make sense. They would use it in like replacement of words like a-hole or, hey. or dickhead or things like that. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, do you know what you're saying? Like, it doesn't even make sense. But like, that's my point. So like, so you don't even know what they're, they're, they're using it. Not trying to, I don't want to say not demean the, the African-American, but they're definitely trying to do that. But they don't get the, they don't understand what the impact they could have on that human being, on that guy or a girl, that African-American. So to have the African-American be there with Hulk doing this tour at middle schools and high schools, predominantly, like you said, predominantly you know, Caucasian areas and high schools, um, more so, obviously, um, to drive that point home. Because they do hear it in rap songs, and it's not the same thing, in my opinion. No, definitely not. Um, so yeah, I yeah for sure. I mean, I think yeah, he, yeah. yeah, Mark Henry and Hulk Hogan going, you know, around. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, with kids. yeah, Mark would be a Mark's Mark's a man. He's a Mark's a good guy, man. Mark would be a yeah. So yeah, regardless, so it's all up for them. They need to say they need to call me. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, do you still talk to Hulk ever? I mean, you guys were in TNA together. Yeah. I mean, do you ever just feel about texting him and be like, Hulk, I know what you need to do, and be like, I do a podcast with the biggest social social justice warrior you've ever seen, total soy boy. And let me tell you, we were talking about this, Hulk. <laughs> I know what you need to do. I, I, I'm sure. <laughs> soy boy, you're funny, Glenn. <laughs> so, so Hogan, um, Hogan was back at the stage. He left during the show. Um, he's he has not uh, signed with WWE. So PW Insider reporting that he has not signed any kind of contract with WWE. He uh, left home, so he's not going to be at this week's TV taping. So he was just backstage. They didn't do anything on camera. Clearly testing out the waters. Um, and yeah, it was, I mean, it's smart not to bring him back on TV yet and see kind of what the, the blowback is. Yeah. So All right. Oh, um, before I forget, this this is not in the notes, but Madison Square Garden, ROH, yeah. New Japan, holding a show at Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania weekend, uh, the Saturday night of WrestleMania weekend, ROH and New Japan are co-promoting a show at MSG, the first group since WWF was founded, the first non-WWE wrestling group to do a show at MSG in the arena. How did you get that? So uh, I, apparently Madison Square Garden was upset with WWE for um, for not using them ever. So they haven't held a pay-per-view at Madison Square Garden since I think 2011. Um, 2013, they did their Hall of Fame uh, from there when yeah. when it was at uh, MetLife, uh, when WrestleMania was at MetLife. But yeah, so it's they, I guess they started contacting other companies. ROH last month announced that they were gonna be announcing a date at MSG. WWE contacted MSG right. and they dropped them. And so anyway, uh, ROH, the president, Joe Coff, said that they were going to have their lawyers look into it and it wasn't a done matter. And then, boom, this announcement comes just, just a couple days after WWE had just run MSG uh, with Undertaker's uh, return and Ronda Rousey there. And, yeah, wow. they're doing a, a big show. Six miles down the road will be TakeOver um, at uh, the Barclays Center. So the first uh, first wrestling company to ever run the arena that's not named WWE since. Sorry, I'm not trying to take away from here in five minutes. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, like, so does this mean WWE's done there? 
I don't think so. I think they got an event coming up in December. So they need MSG. They need that's part of their their DNA. Now it's part of their past, I would say a little bit more. But Vince, as long as he's breathing, you know, oxygen, like I can't imagine him not going bananas over this. Well, that's the thing too. Uh, you know, Vince does not like you know losing public battles and things like this. And you know, MSG has been kind of their you know first WrestleMania was there, that's uh, the first SummerSlam. That New Haven Coliseum, but really MSG. Yeah, WCW never ran MSG. Um, yeah. So that's I mean it's a big deal. A lot of people I think don't that probably haven't been fans for as long. I don't because there's some people in the chat wondering what the big deal is. But really, yeah, I think uh, wow. I think especially if you've been around watching wrestling for as long as I have, you know how how big of a deal it is. And you know Vince would talk about the stories about his his you know father and grandfather promoting at the arena, and that's where the McMahon family started. You know WWF was out of Madison Square Garden. Dude, up, up north, maybe it was other places too, but Channel 36 was the MSG channel. And other Nick games, you know, and Rangers games, we had MSG wrestling, WWF uh, wrestling. And you got, that's where I saw Ultimate Warriors uh, debut uh, when he beat uh, Honky oh, wow. Tonk. Oh, that uh, wasn't his de- debut, but yeah, he, he beat uh, Honky Tonk for the title, the Intercontinental title. Um, yeah, it was summertime, I remember. Yeah, it SummerSlam. Was, it was a SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about where I was as a little kid, and uh, that's what. But it was always on. Like you always, Hulk was on. Always on the MSG show. Um, it was on TV. Like uh, and you were getting like this free pay per view event. As a little kid, I didn't really get it. I didn't understand what I was watching. Versus, like say WrestleMania one, for instance. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't get it. So um, because Hulk wasn't on Spotlight, he wasn't on Superstars. Andre wasn't really on those shows very often. But every week they had to all their studs on the MSG shows on the MSG channel. That's a huge, huge deal. And um, I'm shocked at this. I honestly am. I'm not shocked, but this shocks me. That's a big deal. And one big thing is, um, wow. like I said, Vince is not a, doesn't like taking defeats like this. They have a ton oh. of money coming in starting next year, a lot of extra money. And the Young Bucks contracts are coming up soon. Uh, Kenny Omega's contract is up at the end of January, so time to go get him. Think about it. Without Cody Young Bucks, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what MSG was thinking. Like, in, I would have liked to think it's because of the the upper echelon of talents between those two companies, you yeah. know. But but you get them all, you you get Bullet Club out of there. Yeah, I mean, they could. I mean. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what they offer and, and what happens. But you know, they've been mentioning Omega a lot with, on WWE on their website and stuff lately. Dude, he's on the um, network. Yeah, he's on the network. He's a hidden gem. Yeah, <laughs> what is this doing here? <laughs> yeah, Dude, he looked like crap. No offense, Kenny. He, he, he looked like a like like Gobo from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> you could, yeah, if you saw that Kenny Omega, you could see why uh, yes. they'd want to cut him back then. Hundred percent. He's not near what he is today, and he's incredible. But yeah, like, you got the Bucks, Cody, Omega, Okada, Naito. Uh, you know, you take those guys out of the equation, all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, New Japan you know, isn't popping in anymore, right? You know, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, the contracts are coming up. Nick Jackson is, uh, I, you know, when I was asking the Young Bucks at the New Japan. Uh, G1 special last week. You know, he yeah. was, they were talking about how they, they're keeping their options open. Definitely not 
anything negative about WWE or not even trying to hint that they're not really thinking about it, would prefer staying with ROH or anything like that. Just they're keeping all their options open. Huh. Well, it makes sense. I mean, do you think part of uh, Madison Square Garden loosening the exclusivity on this is because WWE is not running TV or pay-per-views there anymore? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's why they first started talking. Yeah. He hmm. said they didn't run a pay-per-view, major pay-per-view since 2011, he said. Yeah, and Raw, I can't remember the last time Raw was held there. So it's it's been a long time. Yeah. And, and the fact that they shut out MSG this last time, you know, for WrestleMania weekend coming up in New York, New Jersey, uh, I think they were upset with that because they're only doing Barclays uh, that weekend. Hey, when, when, when Hulk joined TNA, excuse me, they made that announcement, remember? Was yeah. that at MSG? Oh, you know what? That maybe, was on billboards that day. He was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that, it might have been. And you know what? WCW ran there. So under MSG, uh, they have no. the theater. They have a theater that it seats like 5,000 people. And so WCW ran an event at the theater, but never at the arena itself. Hmm. What the hell is that called? The theater? Yes. It, now it's called Hulu, the Hulu theater, oh, but it used to be called uh, Paramount, I think. It was never called the Felt Forum? Am I just making up words? I, don't, I mean, it might, it, I know it's been re renamed a couple of times, so maybe at some point it was. But I know, I know it was the Paramount Theater when WCW ran it, and now it's called the uh, Hulu Theater. Where the Hall of Fame was, where was that? That was the, the arena. And Madison Square Garden, the arena itself. Hmm. So, anyway, it's uh, kind of a big, big story, so we'll see. Absolutely. So we'll be back tomorrow night, Monday night, uh, Raw, the fallout from Extreme Rules. I will not be sitting in tomorrow. Raj, uh, who's on the show tomorrow? Justin will be filling in for Glenn. Uh, so it'll be me, Matt, and Justin tomorrow. And, uh, and next week, uh, Glenn's got... Some traveling yeah. he's doing. Yes, uh, but uh, Wednesday I will be here. And I got to say, if people haven't listened to it, go back and check out last Wednesday's podcast, our interview with Teddy Long. I thought that was uh, really cool talking with him. Had some. Uh, yeah, for sure. Out. And Matt, people are saying you are right. It was before it was Hulu. It was the felt. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Matt, anything you want to plug before we take it home here? No, sir. I hope you have fun wherever you're going, Glenn. Uh, yeah, podcaster conference next week in Philadelphia. So. So that'll right. be interesting. Yeah. Cool, guys. Uh, I'm going to Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein. He is BP Matt Morgan and Raj Geary underscore 303. Until next time, folks, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.